we were, well, folks, we were on a break. The Shoot Brothers were on a break, just like uh, Ross Geller was. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I didn't go sneaking around on other podcasters. <laughs> I, didn't go to, I didn't go to England. <laughs> yeah. Sleep with it. Oh, we're not talking. This is not a Friends podcast. This is not a podcast <laughs> where we recap episodes of Friends. The one where we talk about Friends. The one where we talk about Friends. This is Shoot Brothers, the uh, Fresh Wrestling podcast. It's the only one out there. So it's by Mike Shoot Shepard. Cameron Osborne, that's myself. And <laughs> that was the friends clap. I'll be One, there two, three, to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I, I, I'm sure we could insert a lot of lyrics there. But this is a professional wrestling podcast, and because uh, it's episode two hundred one, episode two hundred one for us. We had our big episode two hundred of our. We had, we had we had some trivia, some some top five age, yeah. some would you rather's. It was so big that yeah, we had to. A couple weeks off mentally, recharge mentally recharge for both us and listener. Uh, you know, like truly, what did they just listen to? And it turns out that we uh chose to take our two week break, and Mike was probably like the busiest two weeks <laughs> that I could a lot think happened of, but, uh, of the last two weeks. Um, you know, we uh, you and I attended an episode, of a, a live taping of AW Dynamite, the first international show for the company. Extreme Rules, of course, returns our still abundant oh yeah jesus <laughs> we christ of those jesus christ uh, loved uh i got i got i got a highlight here for you all right the extreme rules card yeah it was during extreme this year it was during toronto uh blue jays playoff action so i did not watch it uh on time um i happened to turn on the match watching live uh shortly and, and now i was excited for the fight pit i was yeah, i think you know we know i like the fight <laughs> yeah. pit i was excited for the pipe fight pit this fight pit didn't quite deliver for me a lot of the action happened yeah. outside of the fight pit which i thought the whole idea was to contain the fight pit <laughs> <laughs> yeah it wasn't quite as uh didn't live up to the nxt ones yeah for me either but uh, you know, it was still cool. It still looks awesome with the whole extra platform on the top. And well, and this was also the first. This was also the first time that we saw it in like a th- like the uh, the stadium because before yeah, it was the so. pre-filmed thing, so it kind of looked like it was kind of underground. Yeah, it looked like was it was that, a uh, bit more pity. Yeah, it looked like it might have even been a tiny bit bigger, but maybe not. I don't know. It pretty so much it just kind of like yeah, more room up. Yeah, there. it kind of felt like a cage match with a little platform on top. Yeah, so I guess uh, Matt, the Matt, big Matt Riddle gets the win. DC uh, special guest ref. It was a, yeah, a lot of Cormier fun to watch. Was in there. Uh, yeah, they had, they did a big bump off the top when uh, Riddle hits a huge senton just right onto Rollins off the top. And, yeah, that was uh, a big move. <laughs> looked like it hurt both of them. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a big move. That was a big move. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, just, I, I it was that that one was a little odd, but the uh, man, the rest of the show was fucking killer. Yeah, I mean, Imperium, brawling brutes, everything they do is awesome. Hell that Donnie yeah, match. yeah. That was a good. They, I believe they called it the good old fashioned Donnie Brooks. <laughs> yeah, old fashioned. <laughs> like, oh, that was a good old fashioned. Uh, and then the title change. You had Ronda Rousey regain her SmackDown Women's title from Liv Morgan. Extreme rules match, so lots of weapons and stuff there. But uh, yeah, eventually Liv gets choked out without tapping, so stays a little strong, but uh, loses her belt. Yeah, kind of a little bummer. Poor Liv, you know. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, the strap match was okay. The ladder match was pretty good with Bianca and Bailey. A nice KOD onto the, the ladder. KOD the KOD on the ladder was fucking huge. Yeah, that gave Belair the win. And then the I Quit match, Edge and Finn Balor. That was that was a lot of fun, too. It was like 30 minutes, lots of chaos. Judgment Day came in. Beth Phoenix came in. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they basically threatened to kill Beth, so Edge quit. And that was the end. Judgment Day gets the big win. Since Edge's return, he's just had, like, a string of 25-minute matches. At least, like, 20 to 25-minute <laughs> type of matches, you know? I mean, we had, of course, the greatest wrestling match ever. Uh, yeah, I think before that, that him and him and Randy did a last man standing, or they did an I quit, or, like, something like yeah, that. Yeah, they did that thing at WrestleMania, the last man standing, which was... Yes, that, okay, that's what it was, uh, yeah. Yeah, which was a bit of a... Yeah, probably is my least favorite match since his return. But everything I mean, hell, else has been e- hell, even when we saw Edge, that was like a twenty-minute g- guy right there. You know, like he's yeah. uh, all of his <laughs> matches seem to be long, long lengths, and a lot of yeah. I, I if they feel like they're I quits, they're stips. There's last man standing, the greatest wrestling match ever. Yeah, I mean, after our RAW, he kind of teased he's only got another year left or so, so he wants to wants to retire at home. Yeah, maybe they'll give us a Survivor Series. Let him retire. Maybe. Yeah, I think I think we're they should give us a pay per view next year for sure. Yeah, they could do it. But, they could uh, do it. But of course, I think the talk of the night uh, would be um, of the Extreme Rules card. Of course, at the end, lights go out after this Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins match, uh, and we get the the uh, five and a half minute creepy <laughs> sound, long awaited yeah. return. Bray Wyatt comes back. Yeah, the whole world in his hands starts playing. The crowds are singing. Uh, and before, yeah, at first, like all the, they had these humanoid versions of all the funhouse animals popping up. So and the fiend? A giant rabbit, a pig, even the fiend himself. Uh, I don't know. Rumor has it these may be real wrestlers that are part of a stable, or maybe it was just a one off for these characters. They're a classic rosebud. <laughs> yeah. Uh,. And then, of course, yeah, we see uh, on the screen there, we see this creepy new mask he's got. He's no longer the fiend. It's like a, I guess it's a white rabbit mask. It, look, uh, it looks a lot like, have you ever seen the black phone? Yeah, it looked more mm-hmm. like a cre- like a creepy uh, Bioshock style, like, you know, type <laughs> yeah. of thing. Yeah, so uh, creepy mask. He, You see the mask, or he comes out with the mask on. The crowd's going nuts. They're chanting, holy shit. He removes the mask to reveal regular Bray Wyatt, and then he blows out the lantern. And, uh, yeah, that's how you end the show. Crowd was chanting, holy shit. They loved it. I, I mean, you, you say they were chanting, holy shit, Mike. This was one of the loudest WWE <laughs> crowds I have heard in a long, long time. Yeah. Pop, 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 like, like running up the, of course, because this is the Oscars-ish time, you know, get your (laughs) submissions in now, Mike. This was a pop of the year candidate. It was so consistent that, you know, it was the whole, like, you know, they'll fit 17,000 in there, whatever they do. They were all yelling, holy shit. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves it. Exactly. They were so on. And uh, yeah, that whole that whole white rabbit campaign was pretty cool. It got people talking. It was you know without spelling things out, we all kind of got the hint that it was a good chance it was going to be Bray Wyatt. So mm-hmm. it just kind of adds to the excitement. 
Yeah. No, it, it, it really <laughs> did. What a fun little way to bring back this guy. We'll hear more about him uh, yeah. later. Hey, I got a good one. My right. possibly my t- Mike, if you know me, you know that these two might be my favorite tag team of all time. Uh, pa- I can't I think of a t- I cannot think of a tag team more skilled on the mic and in the ring and more just looks like people that you want to like talk to and hang out with uh, because the good brothers the <laughs> OC made their way back to uh, to a taping of Monday Night Raw yeah and uh, I think you're being a little sarcastic with no <laughs> but this crowd they gave him a pretty big pop Isn't they even that said holy crazy shit. like it's it's <laughs> one of these who there's somebody else around who I just I don't get the appeal of uh, God who is it I don't know there's definitely somebody there's other people on the yeah. show who I've said for like I don't get it and I want to I think get it Braun Strowman's one I bet I think it is I, th- I think it is Braun I think <laughs> I think I've, it's kind of yeah. like a Braun Strowman situation I want to get why they love these guys <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, either way, they're back. Uh, they're with AJ, so I mean, that's probably when they're at their best is with him as their leader. So. Probably, because I don't want either one of them talking. <laughs> yeah, I hate their whole shtick. I but, don't uh, I don't get it. I don't get their whole thing. They're so fucking uh, weird. Uh, <laughs> but in light, keep... I was just going to say, in, yeah, yeah. in light of the Good Brothers, the OCs uh, return to WWE, I think it's about time we crown a new uh, Tweet of the League champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. Ooh, baby. Uh, so, of course, so the um, the OC, the two of them, Carl Anderson and one of on Gallows, uh, they were let go in the first releasing. Yeah, I think I think we've had three releasings. I think at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know the mass layoffs. Uh, they were released, uh, which is um, when Carl Anderson took to Twitter. Carl uh, Anderson, our Brandon Tweed League champion, saying, "We are not returning." Never say never. Yo, <laughs> document it. I'm saying never. Unless you know uh-huh. I need a second pool like when I went to Saudi Arabia after they lied to us. Carl Anderson, the internet does <laughs> not give up, folks. Carl Anderson, you are the brand new uh, Tweet of the Week champion. First time. Yeah. First time. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh <laughs> But he's here. He's still the. Uh, he's still got a championship in New Japan as well. So they're gonna have to figure that out. That's but. what everyone's saying. He's not going back to return it or to uh, defend it. Yeah, maybe they'll just strip him. Like, I mean, they do that. With, they do that. I mean, they did that with Moxley when he couldn't even travel for not even his own reasons. But whatever. Well, so especially I think if you go to a new yeah. new company. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but some more. We had some more returns and debuts and stuff uh, because Candice LeRae showed up and made her main roster debut, so that was fun to see. Yeah. Uh, and then we also had Brock Lesnar showing up for the first time since SummerSlam, and uh, yeah, he had, he targeted Bobby Lashley for some reason and just beat the shit out of him. And Right after that, Lashley had to defend his title, and Seth Rollins ends up curb stomping him twice in a row. Gets the win, so Seth Rollins, uh, new U.S. champ. 
New you yeah, Seth Rollins after this, you know, incredible year that he's had, all members of the, sh you know, uh all members of the Shield are champion. I think this might be the first time actually that's happened despite the fact that Roman's held it for 2 years and Moxley has <laughs> pretty much been the champion over there for well, the last for the better part of the last 3 years or something. Yeah, I think they said this was Rollins' first title in like four years or something crazy like that. I think the last what maybe, maybe singles title. I think. Yeah, I was gonna or, say yeah. because he was the uh, fucking him and Murph, him and Buddy, Buddy yeah, Murphy. I all about that. Yeah, how could you forget? Yeah, they had those ten. Well, yeah, it wasn't that memorable. Uh, 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 what else do we have? Well, of course, yeah, <laughs> anyway, of yeah, course, more stuff. More stuff. Of Sorry, course, we went uh, to Dynamite. Yeah, we had a great time at Dynamite. Um, obviously, the highlight was Orange Cassidy winning his first ever championship in AEW, the All-Atlantic Championship. Uh, awesome match. We all loved that main event there. And, I, w I was thinking uh, in the subsequent days, Mike, because I think you, we, you and I did a quick would you rather. Would you rather see the Black Arrow or would you rather see Orange Cassidy win? And we're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd rather see Orange Cassidy win. But I had a new one. Would you rather see Orange Cassidy win or... Yeah. Watch him kick out of the Black Arrow. I, I don't want anyone to kick out the Black Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, regardless of how, regardless of being there for that crazy moment, you just don't want to see it. Period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that was great. The Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy. That was a lot mm -hmm. of fun as well. That match, and uh, we also got debuts on that show. We had Renee Paquette make her debut. Uh, we even saw the Bollywood Boys. The Bollywood Boys. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, and then back over to SmackDown. More debuts because uh, Hit Row get attacked by these three men in suits and lucha masks. They take off the masks. It's Legato del Fantasma. Uh, but instead of Electra Lopez, they got Queen Zelina. Zelina Vega's back as well. No, um, not the Queen anymore. She not do it. Not not no Queen. I mean, yeah, I don't think they called her that, but yeah. no one else has won Queen of the Rings. So she's that's a good point. But, uh, yeah, so it uh, looks like she, I mean, that's probably a better fit. She's much more experienced than Lopez, but, uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows what will happen to her? Um, well, Mike, if and you... And also, back... Okay, no, what sorry. are you going to say? Uh, just more stuff. Backstage, uh, Max Dupree, he beats up his male models, says, I'm done with this. I'm going to be L.A. Knight, baby. So, which I didn't want. know you could do that that easily. You could just walk out and pick a different name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I loved uh, someone on commentary was like, "I knew that was L.A. Knight. I knew it all along." <laughs> he was hiding it. I knew that was L.A. Knight. Not even like it was an Elias uh, um, Ezekiel situation. Ezekiel <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, you want to talk more returns? Right, yes. I was uh, I was at the taping of Rampage the the night following. Yeah, it was a great show. Almost, it was just like I'd say probably fifty seats on that like television on the camera side that weren't full, packed house. Yeah. Other than that, uh, you want to talk more returns? Uh, Ma Ma Maria Canellis, remember her? <laughs> yeah. Um, Maria yeah, what, her... Mike Bennett showing up at the end of the night, getting uh, getting a nice little pop from the uh, from the Toronto faithful. Yeah, and I think Matt Taven as well with them, but don't know much about that guy. Yeah, neither do I. I. Yeah, the other two are the ones. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, 
that was that. Also, Shanti Blackheart tank returned as well. Yes, the tank did come back. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, Raquel. And now it shoots pyro. It like shoots fireworks out of the cannon, which is cool. Yeah, it was something like that. It was something <laughs> like that. Yeah, we up we updated, we upgraded. Yeah. Uh, any more any more news from the last? Uh, any any more news to catch up on? Those are all those are all the things that come to yeah, my head. Yeah, I think that's all least. the major. Uh, the only stuff with NXT, or I guess all the shows, kind of had a commentary team switch. Wade Barrett got moved to SmackDown. Yeah, uh, Booker T's on NXT. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of shuffled things around. They also changed the the set on NXT now, more black and gold. Got rid of yeah, all the rainbow stuff. Really got rid of all the rainbow crap. We're pretty much exclusively black and gold now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty good recap of what we missed. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I have to agree. I think that was a pretty good recap. So let's just move ourselves on over then uh, to uh, our wrestling week. How about some fun action over uh, on SmackDown Live? Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Let's do it. Uh, we start the show in the parking lot. Uh oh. Where Carrie uh, and Cross and Scarlett have been in a car accident and someone hit them, but we don't really see who was in the other car or anything. But uh, yeah, they're tending to him and Drew McIntyre doesn't care. He just runs in, beats him up like a madman. He said, This is just the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, was Drew? Did Drew ram his car? I did Drew know. drive the car? Stop, put it or was in that park. Just the Usos car they rented. That's a good point. Yeah, whose whose car <laughs> is it? Ah, oh, is is this going to be the? Uh, is you know, like we said, shooties TV storyline of the year. <laughs> whose car is it? I, I, it has Maybe. potential. Yeah. Uh, let me get some wrestling. Kofi Kingston took on Sami Zayn and this crowd. Who doesn't love Sammy right now? He's, he's shooting up the babyface shirts. He's, yeah, he's in contention for some shooties. I'll tell you that Ooh, right now. Okay. Uh, yeah, fun match, though. Uh, of course, he's got the Usos on the outside. And, uh, yeah, they beat up Xavier, who was out there as well. And, uh, yeah, eventually, uh, Jay Uso gets involved, kicks Kofi, uh, which allows Sammy to, yeah, roll him up, get the pin, one, two, three. So Jey Uso finally did the right thing and helped Sammy get a win here. Fuck, Jimmy had a vicious super kick on Xavier Woods. Uh, it caught him with that perfect <laughs> yeah, it angle. It, he trombone flying. He smacked against the fucking floor. <laughs> uh, just an incredible super kick. Yeah. Great stuff there, as always, with the bloodline. Uh, we go backstage where Rey Mysterio is talking to Triple H. He's like, I can't fight my son. I won't do it. So he doesn't see a way to move forward, implying he's going to quit WWE. But Triple H is saying, no, no, no. Come into my office. Let's work this out. So uh, they end up making Ray SmackDown exclusive. So he's not on the same show as his son now. So SmackDown exclusive. Okay. Which I didn't know. Uh, you know, we're, we're learning at all times. I didn't know you could do that. You could add. Yeah, I mean, you can request a trade like a. <laughs> Has anyone requested like a, a. Is Ray Mysterio the first trade request? Since the uh, uh, the brand split, that's probably happened, but I can't think of it. Off like the top nothing of my head, comes but. to nothing comes to mind. Exactly, I think he might have. Uh, you know, maybe setting the uh, setting the standard. Some precedence here. Some precedence, exactly. 
Uh, also backstage, we had Roxanne Perez visiting from NXT because we're doing the pick your poison thing. So she picks an opponent for Cora Jade. She picks former NXT Women's Champ Raquel Rodriguez. So, uh, and then Damage Control show up like, hey, hope you brought your ring gear, kid. So we might even see Roxanne fight. That'd be pretty. That'd be that would be pretty special, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, but before that, we're gonna see uh, Mansoua taking on L.A. Knight. Like we just told you, he's back, so he's officially making his uh, main roster debut now. Done with that Max Dupree garbage. And yeah, he looked like the old L.A. Knight we know and love. Uh, match was all right. Uh, he ends up hitting the BFT to get the win. Uh, What'd you call it? The BFT. I think that's what he calls it, BFT. What's it stand I don't know for? What it stands for? Oh, okay. Big sure. fucking. Big fucking. Something. Yeah, it's got to be big fucking something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, then he just cuts a quick promo after, insults the Louisiana crowd, says, "I didn't do this for you, swamp dwelling incels." Uh, so he's still healing it up, but mm-hmm. yeah. Either way, way better than Max Dupree thing. So. Well, yeah, I think from what I we know about, or from what I know about him in NXT, he is so naturally heal. He's so yeah. he's so heel it hurts. Doesn't need that stupid gimmick. Just the, literally doesn't need a thing. single gimmick other than yeah. K B L A Knight. He's like an MJF. No, obviously not on his level, but yeah, you know, let the talking do its talk. <laughs> yeah, let just let it do its uh, work. And then we had some six woman tag damage control taking on Raquel Rodriguez, Shotzi, and Roxanne Perez. Like we said, making her debut here, and all three of them coming out on that tank. And uh, yeah, Roxy looked pretty good. Hanging in there with all these main roster talents. And, uh, yeah, she even kicks out of a Bailey to Belly. Um, and then she hits Bailey with a nice top rope Hurricane Rana. But Bailey kicks out, catches Roxy uh, with a roll up, and holds her down for the three. So damage control win. Damage control gets the win. Good champion so far. What do you think? Yeah, they've, I mean, they've been fine. They still, they still don't book the women's tag titles as well as i would like but not too much yeah i mean you know this this was the uh you know we give uh i guess we get we give dynamite a lot of flack but this was the uh the one woman match one female match of the night yeah yeah it wasn't uh the wrestling itself was good i thought roxanne looked good but yeah uh then we had hit row take on legato del fantasma uh, on the outside, you had Zelina Vega who ends up taking out B-Fab. So back in the ring, Legato just take over the match. They hit the Sacrificio to get the to get the win. What'd you call it? The Sacrificial? Sacrificio. Sacrificio, I think. I don't know. It had some weird. Hmm. Yeah. I spelled it out, but I didn't phonetically spell it. But. Okay. <laughs> no, I get you. Anyways, uh, backstage, Sonya Deville's getting interviewed and talking some shit about Liv Morgan so Liv just shows up beats the hell out of her and lays Sonya on a table and then she starts climbing up some scaffolding in the back and hits a big senton off the top through the table so pretty big bump for yeah no real reason there <laughs> yeah an unnecessarily massive spot yeah and you know not even in front of the live crowd it's back I guess they could have crash pads and shit but still mm-hmm. backstage but whatever I don't know. Uh, what, what's oh, that? Well. Fatal 4-Way next, uh, though. Yeah, so Ricochet, Sheamus, Solo Sokoa, and it was supposed to be Karrion Cross. 
Uh, but due to the car accident, he's replaced by uh, Rey Mysterio. So, fatal four-way to earn an intercontinental title shot. So, just a fun little match here. You know, you had two high-flying guys, two power guys. So, good mix of everything. And uh, Of course, Sami Zayn, Jey Uso on the outside uh, start interfering to help out Solo. They attack Sheamus. So, the Brawling Brutes come out to fight with them. And... Uh, yeah, well, all that's going on back in the ring. It's uh, Rey Mysterio and Ricochet. Rey hits this crazy inverted Hurricane Rana, spiking down Ricochet. Follows up with the 619 and the Frog Splash to get the big win. Rey Mysterio uh, has a shot to win his first ever Intercontinental title. He has the opportunity. This one, the, Yeah, this was for the opportunity. Rey Mysterio coming in as the, uh, the late addition, getting the win. Yeah, I mean, Rey versus Gunther, that's the... The classic David Goliath, but, you know, it'll work. It'll be a lot of fun, I'm sure. Yeah. It, yeah. It's going to be, uh, you know, I think the little the little guy, we got a little guy, big guy. Yeah. You know, that's always fun. People like cheering for the little guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love cheering for the little guy? Yeah. Uh, then the final segment of the night, we had Bray Wyatt come out uh, in the dark with his lantern and some new entrance music here. Uh, yeah. I couldn't really pick out if the lyrics were the same or for the different song entirely but yeah it, it didn't uh, it didn't feel like yeah it didn't feel anything to do with the original yeah that the old yeah but huge reaction once again from the crowd they're chanting welcome back and uh bray just says he's incredibly grateful and nervous to be here never thought he would be back and he says this is just me talking me being the genuine me for the first time here and uh, he's getting a little emotional talking about the rough year he had, losing his career and a couple loved ones, uh, including Brody Lee, obviously. And, uh, yeah, just talks about being down on himself and everything that went on. And, uh, but still all he got from you people was love saying they missed him. They wanted him back. And he thanks them for being there in his time of need. You saved his life. You're the reason. And then he gets interrupted, uh, on the screen, the, the white rabbit, the mask, just uh, starts talking to him, saying, you got no idea what you're dealing with. But uh, So some sort of split personality thing going on here. Yeah, where there, there's a pre-taped uh, White Rabbit and then uh, him. Yeah, you know yeah, there's going to be there's going to be some late there's going to be some levels to what's going on. Bray Wyatt's not coming back, going like I'm a wrestler, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so still some intrigue going on. We'll have to figure out what uh, happens with that, but. That's how we end SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, real interesting way. I think of nothing else, you know, the, the crowd, the fans, the people who were there got what they had wanted. Always just such a beloved wrestler. Like, there's, I don't think there's ever been a time where people don't like Bray Wyatt, right? Yeah, and a unique entrance, too, with all the people putting their phone lights on. and <laughs> Exactly. He's created, yeah, he's cre he created a thing. Let him do yeah. the thing. Everyone people. loves audience participation. Everyone loves. We it. just want to participate. Yeah. What else exactly. am I doing here? It's it's one of the few live shows where the audience is like part of the show. Exactly. You know, I, I I try to sing at a Rolling Stone concert. Mick Mick Jagger says, "Hey, shut up, mate." <laughs> he doesn't want you to sing. He doesn't want me to sing. He tells me to sit he down. He mate. says, "Sit down. This is my show, mate." Cheers. <laughs> mate. <laughs> All right, mate. All right. This is how we're going to do things around here. <laughs> this is how we're going to do things. You're going to sit down. All right. Under my thumb. All right. Here we go. Uh... <laughs> no, 
that was all, yeah. that was your entirety of your SmackDown. Uh, I'm sure Bray Wyatt will be back next week um, on the episode of SmackDown. So let's kick over to the other show. Uh, Friday nights, we're talking Rampage. Right, it, from Toronto. It was a great uh it was a great night. Of course. Yeah, I mean crowds seemed just as hot as on Wednesday. Honestly, and- yeah, they 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 felt just as big. They felt like a big deal. And I gotta say though, the fucking dark taping went on for like an hour and a half. Was that <laughs> before or after Rampage? It was af- it was before. Okay. So you was know the uh all the match. Were you there for the whole thing? Uh, for most of it, actually, got there pretty much. Uh, uh, I think the Dark Order were on when we got there, um, but then we got to see we got to see Danhausen, got Eddie Kingston. Oh yeah, uh, we got the we got the, um, it was Kingston and Ortiz against two people. Uh, two guys. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of against two people. Um, except uh, what else did we get? We got the uh, best friends in Orange Cassidy taking on three people. Did you get to see the Athena match? Yeah, we got Athena. We got Athena and some girl who was super over. Yeah, so I heard a lot about that match. That she was like an indie girl from Toronto, and then the match ended up being like super stiff looking and just like showed a side of Athena we haven't really seen before. It, it, it was a. It, this was an intense match. Yeah, it, it felt like she yeah. had that local thing in her like or whatever. It got some buzz to it. From, yeah, it was from her name was something like Alexa or like. Yeah, she had red hair, right? Uh, I don't remember what her hair color was. But, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, that that yeah, so we ended up getting a lot of fun in uh <coughs> for that episode Lance Archer. We got to see Ricky Starks and we got to see all of the members of the fucking factory all wrestled and all got so booed the entire time. It was a <laughs> lot of fun. Uh, but the show yeah. kicks, but the show eventually does kick off uh, with Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli. Moxley coming out right beside us. Um, yeah, you had a great view there. Right yeah, beside the little entrance tunnel. It was the su- side tunnel. It was super cool. <laughs> it was super cool. I, I didn't go back to rewatch the show, but I bet you, you know, there's a chance you could have seen me in the camera angle. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't scan it closely, but. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a chance you were there. And they were taking on uh, the Butcher and the Blade. <laughs> of course, but Yeah, and the Bunny. Fellow, the Bunny was there. Canadian, yeah. Yeah, she even had some red and white uh, maple leaf stuff on her outfit there. So oh, awesome okay. to see her back. I couldn't make that out. Yeah, but uh, either way, uh, yeah, she was getting involved trying to cause some distractions. But, of course, the Blackpool Combat Club, they are, they're better than that. Mox and Claudio just hit a Death Rider and a Ricola Bomb in tandem. And that scores him the win. Death Rider! Yeah, it was a fun match. Yeah, yeah obviously, super over. Crowds are great. Uh, afterwards, Brendan and I are waiting for the streetcar. And uh, the. Um, oh, yeah. So Claudio and Regal parked in the parking lot, like right by where we all got on the streetcar. Yeah. So everyone's like cheering for them. And then uh, the Blade <laughs> and the Bunny also parked like in the parking lot just beside where uh, there was. So everyone's cheering for them, too. That's cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had a quick backstage uh, interview with the Dark Order, and we got the return of Stu Grayson. Uh, don't know if it's a, a permanent return or just a one-off appearance. Who knows? Just the Canadian appearance, possibly. Either way, crowd loved it. 
Yeah, you know, Evil Uno needs his buddies too. <laughs> exactly. Dark Order needs help. <laughs> uh, then you had the Jericho Appreciation Society come out, and uh, they this is what some people bought a ticket for. The Toronto crowd got to properly, fully sing Judas. Everyone loves that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're cheering for the whole Jericho Society as they're cutting a promo. They put over their boy, Danny Garcia, for staying with the group. Uh, Garcia says Jericho was right. I'm a sports entertainer. I will never be a wrestler. And they end up getting interrupted by Dalton Castle and his boys. And, uh, yeah, crowd popped pretty nicely for them as well. And he just says, I used to bring Ring of Honor champ. And seeing you with that belt makes me sick. So he wants a title shot next week. He was huge when he came out. Yeah, very over. Crowd was, was into cool it. I mean, it was funny. He had his little boys that uh, yeah, into, I like, like the guy. He's unique. Yeah, he's committed to the gimmick. He's you know, uh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, we'll we'll see that match. Yeah, a lot of fans, a lot of fans loved it. <coughs> uh, but they said, but uh, uh, but then right after that, like right after commercials, stay in the ring. Nyla Rose came out uh, to yeah. take on Anna J A S. Yeah, is that just because she's in the? I think it's just society? because, yeah, like they changed. It's on the graphic now. Anna J A S. Yeah, and you just call her Anna Jazz. Anna Jazz. Yeah, just get rid of the Y and just Jazz. Anna Jazz. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Nyla Rose uh, has the TBS title right there. She's stolen it from Jade Cargill, so she's not the champ, but she thinks she is. But uh, yeah, match itself was nothing too crazy. Eventually, Nyla hits the Beast Bomb, gets the win, and then. Uh, yeah, Jade and the baddies come out after, but the security intervenes, so Nyla still sneaks off with the title. So they'll have their match proper soon. Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, I'm, I think I missed where that happened. Yeah, I mean, it's not a big deal. We're all just waiting for Statlander to come back and win this title. Well, God, we, we, we saw her <laughs> uh, her knee in the brace hobbling down to the ring uh, there on Wednesday. Yeah, I didn't know she was re showing off the air. Yeah, her, her other knee, basically the exact same thing that happened to this one. So Oh, it's the other bad one. Bad luck. Oh, yeah, my lord. Oh, I mean, when she comes back, she'll have double knee braces. So hopefully that means no. <laughs> I mean, double, stone cold double wrestled with them. Brace, so. Yeah. She's going to be some stone cold action. Just put on a jean yeah. jacket. <laughs> uh, Isaiah Cassidy took on Ethan Page. Good Canadian guy there. Uh,. So they give the crowd what they want. He dominates most of the match, hits the ego's edge, gets the win. And uh, there was also a stip because with that win, Matt Hardy and Private Party, uh, their contracts now belong to Stokely Hathaway and the firm. Which I didn't know. Uh, there's too many contracts going around. So we saw yeah. Daddy Ass. We saw a, um, a trademark lawsuit on Scissor Me Daddy Ass. <laughs> And yeah. now this is a your contract is mine kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everything with Matt Hardy and Private Party is, I don't know, I'm not with it right now. They're just jumping around. They're with Andrade. They're with their family. They're with the office. Well, we know. all wish we could see Andrade. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's another thing we didn't talk about that we missed was the whole Sammy Guevara Andrade drama happened while we were gone where they were talking shit on Twitter and... uh during Dynamite taping, apparently Andrade punched Sammy, and unlike the CM Punk thing where everyone was sent home, Sammy got to stay and main event and win on the same night. So that was a little weird. But uh, yeah, that was a bit of a weird one. And of course, Sammy wasn't there 
for our show because he would have gotten booed out of the building, I bet. Yeah. It's funny. I heard uh, Darby Allen explain why he wasn't there, and it's a uh, bit of a selfish reason. He said he had to set up for a big Halloween party at his house, so that's what he was doing. Well, hey, they, they can't all be at every show, you know. Yeah, but we would have got to see Sting. That would have been, been our only chance to ever see Sting. I mean, we didn't get Paige either. We didn't get oh, Kenny Omega. What are you going to do? Blame CM Punk for that? No, I just booed the shit out of Tony Khan is what I did. We didn't get Punk either. Well, that's fine with me. But, like, if uh, he didn't <laughs> freak out at everybody. No, I know. But, uh, yeah, you can't fit everyone on the show. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, let's finish this with the main event. You had Brian Cage and Gates of Agony take on, on FTR and Sean Spears, another good Canadian guy, uh, having his first match in many months now. So, lots of 10 chance going on. Uh and I mean, who better to team up with than seven star FTR? Seven so. seven star, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, nice competitive match here. Uh, yeah, Cage, even with a rare top rope move, hit a nice elbow drop. But uh, eventually FTR and Spears, they just go on a roll. Spears hits the C4, gets the nice win for him and his team. But uh, right after that was when, yeah, the stuff with Maria and them all came out at the end and... Uh, yeah, they challenge FTR for the tag titles. And then there was this big brawl. Big brawl to end the show. There was a nice post, uh, after the, uh, after the action went off the air. <clears throat> you know, all the baby faces are in the ring. Wardlow, Joe, Cash. Yeah. And then she, it, we, we got a nice Sean Spears gets the mic for five minutes. Yeah, I saw some of that. Nice little yep. opening his heart up to the crowd. Crowd, kind of crowd was into it. Crowd was into it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he the ten chant. That's that's still a thing. It's over. Yep, and guess what? And not over, only oh, not only is it over, it's back. It's back, baby. Yeah, the chairman. We tried the chairman thing. It was it was fun for a little Which, bit. Which and if perfect the, ten, you know. But hey, there's been other wrestlers where the entrance is the best part of their uh, gimmick, and I think the chairman yeah. uh, was Bobby Roode. <laughs> Bobby Roode, exactly right. I think uh, that was pretty much his whole gimmick was his entrance. I think the chairman, you know, might have been, uh, <laughs> it, you know, best. It was best entrance before there was even a shooty for best entrance. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, yeah, speaking of the entrances, too, at, at our dynamite taping, we were right beside the stage, so every time the pyro went off, we, <laughs> we could feel the heat. You could feel it. Which is cool. You really could feel <laughs> Imagine it. Imagine how they feel, being like two feet away from it. Yeah, God. Fuck. That's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, that was your rampage from Toronto. Mm -hmm. Can't wait till they come back to Canada. Hopefully for a pay-per-view. Maybe for a pay-per-view. Yeah, maybe next year's Full Gear Revolute. Probably not Full Gear, but or, wait, yeah, full gear's the November yeah, one. It could be so. full gear. Like a Maybe year, full gear. A year from now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. They, they, they'll probably do a whole tour. It was weird that they just did Toronto and left. They could have gone to Montreal or Ottawa. Or, you would think, like, while you're uh, across the border, you might as well do it all. Yeah. But Eventually, they got to hit Winnipeg up, too, for Jericho and Omega's hometown. Oh, well. Yeah, that'd be huge. Do you think that'd be huge? Are there enough wrestling fans in the Winnipeg metropolitan area? Yeah, I think they could. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure it's, it's hard. It's I mean, hard to they, say. WWE's exactly. been there, but it's hard to say. Yeah, but uh, I think I think they could sell. Yeah, good on them. Yeah, good on them. Uh, well, let's move our way through the weekend. How about the next show? Let's talk Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. 
uh, season premiere. Apparently, I forgot that there was <laughs> we had seasons. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, when there's no break, it doesn't really matter. Well, and after <laughs> I stopped accounting for the brand to brand invitational, I really just kind of stopped thinking about that in general. Yeah, and I mean, it only really when they when they centered it around the draft, it kind of made more sense. But yeah, the draft, we don't know when or where it's happening or if. It's yeah, I'm pretty sure there's not. Again, they don't do drafts then, anymore. Yeah, not at least not now. But uh, anyway, season premiere. Bobby Lashley's in the ring. He's pissed off about last week with. Brock Lesnar costing him the U.S. title, so he calls Lesnar out to the ring, and Lesnar obliges. They have a big brawl, uh, the old spear through the barricade spot. Um, security runs in, tries to pull him apart, but Lashley breaks free and just slams Lesnar through the announce table. Crowd's chanting Bobby as he stands tall. Walks off, looking pretty badass here. Yep, this is the big uh, showdown that's been like 20 years in the making, right? Yeah, Lashley's been wanting this one for a long time. And I think the crowd's uh, been wanting these two muscle men to go at it. Yeah. I mean, they love both guys. I mean, even though Brock's been acting a little bit of a heel with the attack on Lashley, but, uh, I mean, who doesn't love Brock? He's just... Yeah, yeah, you know, this this is just two (laughs) beefy boys. Yeah. They're going to Saudi. Going to Saudi. Then we had the Alpha Academy taking on the OC, Gallows and Anderson. Uh... Yeah, nothing. They didn't really let them go too long here. So the OC just kind of take over, hit the magic killer, get the win. The crowd cheers, though. At least they care about them. Yeah, it was a bummer, though. I mean, you know, uh, <coughs> Alpha Kai's been doing so much work lately. And now yeah, they just lose to fucking well, my favorite tag team ever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, unfortunate about that. Uh, then Judgment Day come out after, talk some trash on uh, the OC. And they end up booking a six-man tag match for Crown Jewel. Which is only three weeks away. Maybe two and a half by now. Uh, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. First week in November. Yeah. Uh, then the new United States champ, Seth Rollins, comes out. Crowd's singing his song, having a good time. He brags about his win last week. And he even leads the crowd in the sing-along. He's feeling so good. And uh, talks about his first title defense against Matt Riddle later tonight. And then Mustafa Ali interrupts. Uh got some new hair he's got like some uh some cornrows some Kawhi leonard thing going on here it's a good look good luck on him good luck yeah i like it and uh <laughs> he just says hey rollins why don't you give lesnar a shout out for uh the big assist last week and you know the last champ lashley he said i was next in line for a title shot so i want to fight you now but uh the crowd wasn't really into it they're giving him a bit of the what treatment these well these well this crowd's been doing what unfortunately <laughs> for months now yeah, but uh, Seth just tells him you don't belong in the ring with me and laughs at him. So Ali takes the sunglasses off of Roland's face, lets him know he's serious. And Seth replies with a sucker punch. But uh, yeah, so that was that. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, like uh, he comes out there and then, uh, I don't know, maybe hopes to get a match sometime soon. Maybe. Is he allowed in Saudi? Uh, Yeah. Oh, okay. He's... Uh, well, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know all the rules, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I think he's welcome. I think him and Mansoor teamed up last time they were there. Oh, yeah. This is ringing a bell. Yeah, but uh, we go to Damage Control, taking on Candice LeRae, Bianca Belair. Uh, it was fine. There was a bit of a sketchy moment when Bianca has EO up in a suplex, and then Candice drop kicks EO, nearly drops her on her head, but 
he was okay. And uh, Later, Bailey grabs a kendo stick to interfere, but Bianca catches her. They're busy fighting outside the ring, which leaves Candice all alone, and Damage Control hit her with a big double wheelbarrow suplex to get the win. So still on a nice little roll here. Yeah, I mean, Damage Control's looking strong. Uh, I mean... Ba- yeah, Bailey isn't that. so much so sometimes, but uh, at least the two of them are looking good. Yeah, I would imagine the uh, the women's war games match will involve them. And uh, yeah, damage control and one one or two more. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, then we go backstage. Cora Jade is visiting because she's got to recruit her opponent for uh, Roxanne Perez, and she picks none other than Rhea Ripley. So big. Big choice there. It's a good choice, which is a good choice. Uh, then we had a bit of a surprise. JBL comes out. Uh, the Hall of Famer, former champion. Uh, I don't like him that much, though, so fuck him. Yeah, I don't but, think I uh, care either way. Yeah, I don't like him, but the crowd reacted, I guess, a returning. You know, returning a returning anybody is going to give you, you yeah. know, a little something. Uh, but they quickly turn on him when he starts insulting Oklahoma and says Texas is better and talks about Rey Mysterio being shamed into moving to SmackDown to get away from Dominic. Uh, and in exchange for that, Raw is uh, receiving Baron Corbin. And they called him Baron, not Happy Corbin, which I like. Yeah, let's get back to, least. you know, whatever, you know, whatever gimmick, whatever gimmick he wants to be in. He's one of the best workers we got, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's a solid. He's, he's like pretty much everyone's first feud when they come up to the main roster. He's a, cl- he's he's a good first feud, exactly. I bet he's so yeah. safe. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's ever hurt. I mean, his offense is pretty safe, so. <laughs> safe and impactful. Good point. Uh, so anyways, yeah, JBL, I guess, is his new manager or something. I don't know if this is a permanent role or what, but uh, yeah, Corbin... Uh, fights the other gatekeeper of the main roster, Dolph Ziggler, here. So, uh, yeah, match was fine. Corbin looking pretty good. Uh, but the crowd's all rooting for Ziggler. Uh, Corbin hits the deep six. Dolph kicks out. He hits the zigzag, but Corbin kicks out. So Ziggler goes for the super kick, but Corbin catches his foot and just yanks him in, hits the end of days, gets the win. Which uh, apparently snaps a 15-match losing streak. I was going to say, this has to be... uh, I cannot picture the last time he won, like, on television, you know? (laughs) Yeah. July, apparently, was the last time. Wow. Yeah. Like like we've said. (laughs) In a while. But when the two gatekeepers go at it, someone's got to lose. Someone's, yeah. Someone's got to get through the gate. Hmm. Uh, Backstage, Miz is faking an injury because he's supposed to face Dexter Loomis tonight. and yeah, he doesn't want to. Uh, and then more cameos. Uh, Cameron Grimes shows up to recruit the OC to tag with him against Schism in NXT. So uh, they're just like, yeah, you're a millionaire, right? We'll do it for some cash money. So whatever. Goons for hire. Yeah, goons for hire. Sure. Why? Well, I, still, I still don't get it. I want to get it. Maybe I will. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he could have picked a better team, but... Whatever. Uh, and we had AJ Styles taking on Dominic Mysterio. Nice little match. Uh, Judgment Day on the outside causing trouble for AJ, of course. And Rhea Ripley jumps on the apron. Uh, knocks AJ down while he's on the ropes. Uh, the ref's distracted. Dominic goes for a 619, but AJ avoids it. Gets him in the calf crusher. 
Uh, but Dom escapes. And on the outside of the ring, the Good Brothers start fighting with Priest and Finn, which uh, allows Rhea Ripley to grab AJ. Dom rolls up AJ, gets a three count. A huge win for Dom. Possibly the biggest win of his career. Yeah, he just pinned AJ Styles. So, good for him. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, AJ Styles, gate, almost gatekeeper of sorts. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of become that. He's, uh, uh, yeah, his role has lessened a bit, but not his wrestling ability. He's always. Uh, oh, he's as strong as ever. Yeah. Uh, then we have the scheduled match The Miz versus Dexter Loomis, where if Dexter wins, he officially gets a WWE contract, even though he's already got all these entrance music and graphics done up he's still not signed i don't know that's what they're going with oh okay yeah because he's not he's not uh, <laughs> approaching his situation in a civilized way <laughs> i guess uh, but neither is the miz because during loomis's entrance uh miz just attacks him with a chair multiple times uh then he hits a skull crushing finale onto the chair so we don't get the match this week we don't actually get it oh shit yeah, they need to do it soon. This is dragging on too much now. I mean, um, it's been on longer than we went to the show. That was two months ago. Yeah, so, yeah, it's probably creeping up on three months or so now. Uh, yeah, let them fight. Let's get this feud over with so we can do some regular some regular stuff for both of them. Agreed. Uh, then we have Elias making his long-awaited return to Monday Night Raw. Uh, Ezekiel, we haven't seen in months. They just kind of quietly, I think after the whole Vince McMahon thing, the, that was one of the storylines they dropped. And, Which is too bad, because it sounds like uh, something that's kind of fun across the board. Yeah, you know, people were into it. <coughs> Owens was doing a good job. Uh, but, you know, those few months he had off gave him time to grow his beard back. So this was Elias, baby. He's here. He says, my brother's career was tragically cut short. Uh, but... You know, my family says the show must go on, so who wants to walk with Elias? The crowd all cheers, and he's about to play us a song when Matt Riddle interrupts. Uh, comes out with some bongos, says, hey, Elias, you want to hit my bong? Got to get the weed reference in there. Got to get it uh, in. I wonder who's <laughs> writing the weed jokes back there. Uh, you know, back I mean, in Road Dog's working there now. I think he might be one. Is Ray? Yeah, is Road Dog doing it? That's a good. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, Elias tells Riddle, "Hey, I appreciate you coming out. Why don't you take a seat and I'll play a song?" And Riddle says, "Yeah, maybe one day we can play together." The crowd chants, "Yes." Uh, Elias says, "I promise. One day we will play together." So Riddle sits down and uh, Elias plays a song on piano. He had a little keyboard here, so it looks like he's been studying some new instruments while he's gone. It's a nice little tune he was playing. A nice little, uh, yeah. He's more than just a rock and roll yeah. face. This wasn't you chopsticks. Know? He was actually playing some chords and stuff. It was cool. Uh, but before he can sing, Seth Rollins interrupts uh, because he's got a match against Matt Riddle here. U.S. title match. We've seen these two fight many times, but uh, yeah, they have good chemistry. Elias hangs out to watch at ringside, but Rollins doesn't like it, so he shoves him, and uh, Elias hits him back with the big rising knee, and yeah, we continue the match. Riddle hits a bro Derek. Seth kicks out of that. Uh, later, Rollins hits a nice super inverted suplex off the top rope, and he hangs on and hits a reverse falcon arrow as well. 
Uh, and then later on, outside the ring, he super kicks Elias. So uh, when Riddle's looking to hit the RKO, Elias storms the ring to get revenge on Seth, but Seth just shoves Riddle into Elias and then hits Riddle with the curb stomp. That gives him the win. He retains his title. Yeah, he's going to retain this. He's had it for like a week. He had it for like a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to lose it yet. And then afterwards, he does more damage. Stomps on Elias. Uh, goes to stomp Riddle onto the U.S. title. But then Mustafa Ali runs out. He fights Seth off. And we close the show with Ali standing tall. So, big moment for him. Possibly coming out, coming to Saudi, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Sa- Saudi the- Seth? Saudi Seth versus Mustafa Ali for the title. That could be fun. Saudi Seth. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do wonder. But, I do wonder what the plan is there for the for them going forward. You know. Yeah, I mean, hopefully something for Ali, mm-hmm. some sort of regular. I don't know. Yeah, but it's a good sign that he got to end the show here. Great sign that he got to end the show here. Uh, to wrap up our episode of Raw, Mike, should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a little break. Let's take a break. We're going to come back uh, because we have the Tuesday Night War in full effect, <laughs> baby. Uh, so stick yeah. around. We will be right back. Back here with the second half of the podcast, folks. Thanks for sticking out through the break. We are back. Our normal wrestling action. We're getting to our second half a little bit later than we would usually. God, after that big, after the two-week hiatus. Um, But we have some important business to do. (laughs) Dynamite's moved over to Tuesday, so the Tuesday Night Wars, baby. I imagine they moved over because of... I imagine because... Uh, because it was the the second night of the basketball season, right? So, t- yeah, I don't think it was exactly their decision. There's there's two games on Monday, and then so four teams play on Monday, and then 26 teams play on Tuesday or sorry on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, like all the teams play, so TNT is booked up. Um, and I'm sure we'll see some more shuffling around as the seasons go on. Uh, but let's kick off our Tuesday Night War leading up to the Halloween Havoc with some NXT. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's good wrestling. So NXT. Watch and see. Try to tap out a count out of one, two, three. Havoc is next week. This Saturday. This Saturday. Okay. Yes. Two days from now. Uh, yeah. So this is the go home show. We start off with uh, Judgment Day. All of them are here making their entrance. The crowd's going wild for them. Uh, you know, I guess three out of these four are former NXT talent. They all held titles down here. So, yeah. Yeah. They get the respect. Yeah, really just uh, not Dominic. Dominic, unlike many of these other... Uh, before, or unlike many of these performers here in NXT, skipped NXT. <laughs> yeah, his name allowed him to kind of skip the line there. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Rhea Ripley who's in action for her first time since June when she had that injury. Uh, so it nice was uh, it was it was a uh, head related, right? Like brainish related. Yeah, concussion. Concussiony. Concussion type thing. Yeah. Uh, so it's her. It's uh, Ripley taking on Roxanne Perez. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Rhea looks great. 
she's been doing an awesome job as the manager, but uh, yeah, we all want to see her wrestle. And she was super over. The crowd's chanting Judgment Day. And yeah, she looked great. No ring rust or anything. Uh, she's slamming Roxy around, but Roxanne puts up a pretty good fight. She hits a nice top rope Hurricane Rana for a near fall. She goes for the Pop Rocks, uh, but Dominic jumps on the apron for a momentary distraction, which allows Ripley to headbutt Roxy and hit the Riptide, get the win. But a nice little match. Nice little match. Uh, really nice to see Judgment Day, our top faction, even over down here on NXT. Like, that's been nice. Yeah. No, they've done a good job uh, becoming, yeah, becoming a big deal. People mm-hmm. like him. Uh, we had another cameo from Chucky, I guess. I don't know. Does he have another show or movie? Or well, I think season out? two of the show is oh, coming that, out okay. now, you know? So, of course, naturally. Yeah, he's uh, he's here. He, he talks to Grayson Waller about the spin the wheel, make a deal match. So we'll find out about that on Saturday. Uh, Tony D'Angelo came out with stacks, cutting a promo. Uh, Tony's got a crutch. I think that's another thing that happened while we were gone. He injured his knee during a match, so uh, he's not wrestling. But his boy Stax is going to fight a mystery opponent, which ends up being Shinsuke Nakamura. So huge pop for that from the crowd. They're singing a song. They love him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. You know, the, the small venue like that is great for those return pops. <laughs> you know, yeah. everyone's on the same page. We're all fans here. Yeah, we were. We were all. They were. They even kept the singing and the chanting going throughout the match. Quick little match. Nakamura just dominates. Hits the Kinsasha. Gets the win. Yeah, it was. A, it was. A, it was. A, it was a five-minute domination. Yeah. Uh, then we had Alba Fire taking on Sonya Deville. Who's uh, kind of in cahoots with Toxic Attraction? Yeah, she showed up on NXT last week. Yeah, so she's—I don't think she's in the group, but they kind of have an alliance going on here. So, uh, yeah, match was pretty good. Uh, one of the best we've seen from Sonya in a while. I feel like she hasn't fought much. Lately. She hasn't. She hasn't wrestled much lately. Yeah, so looked good here though. The crowd—they were pretty split. They were cheering a bit for both women here and. Uh, of course, Toxic Attraction on the outside. Gigi and JC just kept interfering. Uh, but Alba manages to fight them off. She rolls up Sonya, gets the three. So she still wins, but right after uh, Gigi, JC, they all jump in and attack. And then the champ, Mandy Rose, comes out just to cut a promo on Alba Fire, hype up their title match. Uh, but then Alba gets a hold of her bat, just beats everyone away. All right. Yeah, so Mandy walks away so she doesn't get hit. Sonya's last singles win was an episode of SmackDown in May of 2020. Oh. Against Mandy Rose. Yeah, she's had a couple, <laughs> and I mean like four, uh, tag victories. Yeah. Shayna. Maybe in that tournament or something. She was, she was with Shayna, Natalia, yeah. and Dolph. <laughs> Everything else has been straight losses. She's doing the, she's touring around the, uh, you know, like the dark matches or the house shows. Yeah, losing on those as well. Yeah. Oh, just straight losses. Yeah, it almost <laughs> seems like she's done wrestling. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but uh, I thought she looked pretty good here. So maybe we'll get some more of that, hopefully. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Or probably not. 
Or probably not, but uh, Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams took on Wesley and Oro Mensa. Uh, yeah, just fast place, fast pace, high flying match here. Carmelo hits the big top rope leg drop, gets the win. Wesley does a great job selling it. He does like a headstand spiking himself there. But yeah, Melo and Trick get the win. Yeah, but Wesley been on a steady decline lately. Yeah. Carmelo I mean, Hayes is looking great. Carmelo Hayes looking great. Wesley, steady decline. Yeah. I mean, what was, I, f- I forget the name of their team already. The Rass. Him and Carter. Yeah. They, uh, they were called. Uh, or wasn't it? Yeah. Fuck. It was like a letter letter name. Oh, yeah. Like YTH or something. Something. Uh, God, why can't I remember? It was so short-lived. But they held the top fucking title belts for like a year and a half or something. But they were so not over. Uh, MSK. 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 Yeah, we were yeah. going to get there. We were going to get there. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Then we had Schism taking on Cameron Grimes and the OC. So uh, tons of main roster guests on this episode. We're not done. Uh, yeah, crowd likes it though. Like I said, they're they're chanting too sweet for the OC, and uh, yeah, match was fine. I'm still not into Schism at all. And they're wasting Grimes on this feud, which has been going. I on mean, way honestly, too long. there was one person out of the six people that I remotely cared about. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but I mean, hopefully, with Grimes showing up on Raw, hopefully that's a sign of things to come. Give him the call up. Get him away from this. But yeah, probably. Anyways. Yeah, get him away from this nonsense. Keep the OC down here. Yeah. Schism did hit one cool move that I liked where the two guys picked up Grimes, did like a little pendulum pendulum swing, throwing him into a triple power bomb. But uh, Grimey and the brothers take over. They hit the magic killer to get the win. Yeah, that's something. That's something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then we introduce this year's host for Halloween Havoc. It's Shotzi, which, I mean, she's done this before. This girl lives Halloween every this day. This is, the yeah, ha- the Havoc should be her night. Yeah, it's hers. And uh, she's the perfect host. Crowd's hyped up to see her. They're chanting, welcome home. She cuts a quick promo, hypes up. Uh, she's getting a tag title match on SmackDown this Friday. and uh, Then she gets interrupted by Zion Quinn, of all people. Uh... He wants to be a co-host, but no one wants to see that, including Quincy Elliott. He interrupts as well. Says, you need a scream queen to help you host a super diva. So Shotzi says, okay, boys, you can fight over it. The right to be my co-host. A scream queen. Streaming now (laughs) on Disney+. Plus. Is that a show? Yes. Or a movie? That is a show. That would be right up your alley, Mike, I think. Scream queens? Maybe. What is it? I think it's a show, I don't know, with a bunch of, uh, they're Scream Queens, <laughs> and, and Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. That's all I know. I just think, I think it'd so be it's a- like a documentary biography? Like no, no, no. It's like, hor- it's a horror comedy style show with Scream Queens or something. Okay. Is Linda Blair in it? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, Quincy versus Zion. Q versus X. Battle of the two most neglected letters in the alphabet. <laughs> but yeah, match was fine. Crowd, they like Quincy. Uh, yep. 
And then at some point, Hank, the former security guard turned wrestler, he shows up at ringside. And Zion doesn't like that. Quincy takes over, hits the big bonsai drop, gets the win. So he's earned himself to write to co-host Halloween Havoc. To co-host the Havoc, I guess. Uh, you know, I'm sure Shotzi would have done a just fine job by herself, but hey, we'll get someone else. Yeah, maybe they'll, I'm sure they'll have some some costumes going on. I'm sure, yeah. Maybe they'll, have, maybe they'll match hair. a theme. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cora Jade takes on Raquel Rodriguez, part two of the Pick Your Poison matches. Didn't go very long, though, as Cora goes and grabs her kendo stick, takes a swing, Raquel blocks it, and then hits Cora with it, so that causes the DQ. So Cora gets the win, Uh, Roxanne runs out and attacks her, Raquel gives her the kendo stick, Cora sneaks off. Yeah, I don't like this, uh, I don't like heel Cora as much as, uh, remember when she had that little skateboard coming down to the ring? (laughs) Um, yeah, I like I the like little her, skateboard. Fine. Like this just feels like this just feels like her promos are one step away from saying I'm that bitch, you know. But now <laughs> she's just like I'm that punk rock bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like it's the exact same bit that all the other you know top heel female stars do, but just look at her. She's also a punk rocker. Yeah, she's probably better suited to be a baby face yeah it feels she feels a little too generic right now would love to see that character turn around yeah well we'll see what happens on saturday but the final segment for the show you had kevin owens another guest coming out for the ko show and uh his guests are braun breaker jd mcdonough Ilya dragunov they're all here to talk about the upcoming triple threat title match so yeah, they all just cut a quick promo on each other. Dragonoff was real good here. Uh, I never knew how good of a talker he was. I really liked what he was saying. But, well, he's good. Uh, well, I mean, well, until Kevin Owens shut him down. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they all had their licks. Uh, Breaker had a pretty nice response. They all just kind of made. I mean, J.D. McDonough was a huge third wheel here. They weren't. He was kind of off in the corner. He was literally was off just... like a little bit further away. <laughs> Yeah, and Kevin Owens just kept insulting him, saying he's creepy, and uh, of course it ends with everyone coming to blows, and uh, Ilya Dragunov ends up being the one who stands tall above everyone. I mean, he's awesome. I'd be cool with him winning the title this Saturday. Well, and I wonder how long, you know, now that things are changing and everyone's moving around, how much longer does Braun Breaker have? Yeah, I'm sure he's main roster bound sooner than later. Yeah. So, yeah, sooner rather than later, yeah, being that operative word. Yeah. And then uh, at the very end of the show, after all this brawling has happened, Austin Theory comes out, and he's got his Money in the Bank contract, so teasing a little cash in on NXT there. A little bit of a cash. That'd be okay. I mean, Charlotte used her Rumble uh, victory for the... Um... Yeah for the uh, NXT championship. So, you know, this type of move is not necessarily unprecedented, but he could be the first guy to do it, maybe. Yeah, and I think it'd be a good way of, you know, getting out of the... Because obviously he's not going to beat Roman Reigns, nor should he, so... Yeah, and... go for a belt, you can win. And it's just he's not over yet on the main roster. You know, maybe let him get over on the main roster. Yeah, you know, he could steal the title here and have a little run. 
maybe even bring it up to the main roster now and then. You but. know, exactly. Something like that. You know, I think I think a change of scenery could be good for him. Mm-hmm. And that's how NXT goes off the air. Uh, the war is going on at the same time, so let's get into some dynamite. Title Tuesday. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Yeah. Four title matches. More than Battle of the Belts. <laughs> <laughs> One more than Battle of the Belts here. Uh, live on a Tuesday night from Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of Moxley. Show kicks off. We are challenging for our AW Trios Championship. So that means, of course, Death Triangle taking on Best Friends and Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy coming down to the ring, his belt in a backpack like he kind of wanted. <laughs> yeah, that's his thing. Uh, match was a lot of fun. You know, six great performers here. Lots of big double team, triple team moves. Uh, some big pile drivers. Chuck hits a big, a big pile driver on Penta, and then Trent hits another one. So. Just spiking him down. Uh, later in the match, Pac goes and grabs the ring bell hammer. But his own teammate, Ray Phoenix, you know, he's still babyface. He says, no, he stops him. He doesn't want to cheat. He's not like that. Uh, so the best friends jump in. They hit the big double strong zero, but the pin gets broken up. And then Phoenix hits the crazy sit-out Phoenix driver finishing move. That gets the win for Death Triangle. Gets the win for the Death Triangle. They retain, but God, imagine Pac and Penta. Or, uh, or Pac and Phoenix. Or Pac one. and Phoenix, either <laughs> one. I mean, yeah, you know, like, yeah. why stop there? I mean, there's definitely, I mean, even though they're the champs, Pac is definitely uh, leading a different life than the other two. Or maybe we just need to wean him off of being the heel, right? Like, uh, short of the elite, who who are the next kind of trio guys they can kind of take on? I mean, I feel like we often throw together three wrestlers and then, you know, have a six-man tag. But how many other, like, <laughs> yeah. short, of, short of the Dark Order, the the Factory, there's like three of them there. Yeah, no one on the level, though. That's exactly things. it, you know? Whereas, I mean, if the Elite was still here, maybe they would be challenging the likes of the Best Friends, the likes of Death Triangle... Yeah. Maybe an addition there. Bring back nope. Adam Cole, baby. People noted that for the first time, they actually mentioned uh, the Elite at some point during the commentary. That's something. Without really saying much. I think they just said, like, former champions, the Elite, or, or they beat the Elite. Well, that's one more, than, we, something. That's one more than we've heard <laughs> in the last month and a half. So Yeah. Uh, also, the Ace Steel has officially been released. So oh, really? Oh, thank hopefully. God. Thank God. Yeah, hopefully things are starting to fall in place and we can get all this shit over with. Good. Get them back on TV. Fuck them. Fuck Ace Steel. Uh, yeah. And CM Punk. And CM Punk. And then we get the interim women's title match. Tony Storm taking on Hikaru Shida. But, uh, man, I wish we could ditch this interim shit. Because, I mean, the Tony Storm is going to have like a three, four month long reign and it doesn't even start. Until Thunder Rosa gets back. So. Yeah, and you know what it is? It's it. it's the it's the gray on the Wikipedia entry of, you know, you have like the list of the champions. Uh yeah. there's just like this big gray block. It's like, no, I don't want that. No. I just think the rule should be if you're out for more than a month, you you the title gets vacated. That's the way it goes. Like I understand what they're doing. I get it. But yeah, she's been champion for over two months for over like a month and a half now. 
since September, yeah. since the All Out show. And there's, so. yeah, no update on Thunder Rosa. She could be gone for the rest of the year. So I don't know. It just sucks for Tony. Her big title win doesn't mean anything yet. Agreed. But yeah. Anyways, the match itself was pretty good. You know, uh, two of your top stars, and they didn't even they they put them before nine thirty, which is always nice to see. Uh. So yeah, Sheeta puts up a good fight, gets some big near falls, but eventually Tony hits the Storm Zero, gets the win, retains her belt. Yeah, she's probably going to keep retaining for a little while. The match was a lot of fun, though. Yeah, it's a great match. And then at the end there, Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker, they run out to attack. So Soraya runs out, jumps on Britt, beats her up. Uh, so at this point, she's been cleared for physical contact, which is nice to see. And then uh, we even got a return from Riho at the end to come help the baby faces. Riho, what a big moment that was. Crowd loves her. Yeah, a little Riho. She's fun to cheer for. Crowd loves Riho. Then we have Tony Schiavone in the ring. He's supposed to interview William Regal when MJF interrupts and uh, starts talking about some history of back when Maxwell was 19 years old getting a shot at WWE as an extra. With a big and, name uh, drop. He, big name drop there. WWE. Yeah. I mean, he does that in almost every promo. Yeah, he does that sometimes, you know. But, just <laughs> but saying, uh, just saying. this is real life, though. This is real life. This is, this is what happened. He said when he was there, he was greeted backstage by Regal. And uh, he was told he's going to have a tryout match on the spot. And uh, he knew he was fighting for his, his life because professional wrestling is his life. And after the match, Regal was impressed, took him backstage and... He's like, all right, kid, you got three minutes. Convince me. And uh, yeah, he sold him. He sold himself. And Regal's like, all right, kid, I'm going to get you a job here today. All right, kid. <laughs> yeah, he kept calling him kid. And yeah. So Maxwell's like, I done it. I had achieved my dream. But then you asked me how old I was. I said 19 years old. And you said, kid, you're much too young. My dreams evaporated. But then he said, hey. When I vouch for someone here, they listen to me. I brought in Brian Danielson, Claudio, John Moxley. So you go home and you send me tapes every month of your matches and promos. So that's what he did. He busted his ass. But after three months, Regal replied, said, I don't need to see you doing your acting practice. When you make yourself a name, when you become a world-class athlete, then send me your stuff. So Max is getting real fired up and emotional here. He says... When he read that email, he wanted to quit wrestling. It made him want to kill himself. The crowd almost didn't know how to react to that. crowd did not know how to react to that one. They were like, whoa, whoa. Whoa, buddy, we were just uh, joking around here. That's Uh, heavy, yeah. But uh, MJF says, now the tables have turned. You're just a withered old man that got fired. And I'm the next world champion. I'm better than you, and you know it. Awesome promo here. The crowd gave him a standing ovation. Uh, Yeah, crowd loved it. They loved it so much that when William William Regal, (laughs) he goes to respond and the crowd's booing him for the first time. Yeah, and Regal is treated well. Yeah, I mean, he's he's wrestling royalty in a way. Yeah, He's a knight, Sir William Regal. He was knighted by the queen. (laughs) He was the queen's last knighting before she died. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. so yeah, Regal uh, does his response. He says, uh, when I saw you when you were 19, I see what I see now. I wanted to light a fire under you. You know, back in my day, I was fighting grown men at the age of 16. 
And if a bloody email is what it took you to get to this place, and you've been holding on to that for seven years, well, you've had it easy, sunshine. But you let me down by taking all these shortcuts, and uh, you put your hands on Tony Schiavone. You don't do that. You don't do business. that. That's a good point. <laughs> like, he does make a good yeah. point there. When you're in the ring, all bets are off, but you don't put your hands on a man like that. <laughs> Absolutely not. And then he says, if you want to be the devil, go ahead, show the world. And Regal turns his back to Max. So MJF puts the diamond ring on his hand, but he doesn't take the shot. So Regal just says, you still have a lot to prove, and he walks off. Yeah. Awesome stuff from both guys. Incredible things. Incredible things on both sides, (laughs) you know. Your yeah. generation, he, he he is the generational talent, but he always needs the ring. He always needs this these nefarious means to go home with the victory. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, Regal wants him to prove him wrong. We'll see. Yeah. Next up, then we got the- Chris Jericho defending that Ring of Honor World Title against Dalton Castle. Who, uh, yeah, he's over. He has, he has all Who those. seemed to come out to, and Mike, I think you would be better to explain it. Was, was just this the say, song Radio Gaga by this Queen? This was Radio or, Gaga, very much Radio Gaga. It was the, ex- the, words. the exact song, just without the words. I was like, I mean, it might have been different enough that they can get away with it, but it well, was Well, that's very what I was thinking. Is his theme song like a version of that song that you can get away with? <laughs> yeah, it definitely 100%. 100% sounded like it, which fit his entire thing. The boys came Which out. It'd be there. awesome if they could play into it. Get the cloud doing the clap clap for the entrance. The boy you know, the boys were out there, they're fanning him. <laughs> uh yeah, do he, boys has have a, names? he has a big uh like cape thing that he spreads out nice and wide. The crowd goes nuts for it. Yeah, he's very pompous in his 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 presentation and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Everything about him is super unique. Just super unique, yeah. this kid. Right off the bat, Chris Jericho goes for a handshake, but Castle just puts his hand down his trunks and kind of wiggles over. It was, was, I was almost, I didn't know they could show this on TV. It was. He was was elbow deep looking for what he was going to (laughs) find. It ended up just being a big old middle finger. Yeah, but uh, match was fun. You know, crowd likes both these guys and Castle puts up a good fight. Uh, Jericho and Aubrey Edwards continue to have beef with each other. At one point, he kind of bumps her with her they chest. They chest so bumped. She yeah, bumps I was gonna him say, right back. They chest bumped. Yeah. Also, Aubrey Edwards. She was one of the most over people at our show she in was Toronto. Over, she she was got so huge. Over. Multiple chants. She was blowing kisses to the crowd. We love her. I wonder if that's what it's uh, like everywhere she goes. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, then Dalton hits the bangerang, his finishing move. But Jericho kicks out. Uh, Chris fights back. He ends up hitting the Judas effect, gets the win, retains his belt. Retains, and what we thought, he's going to be cutting down a lot of these uh, ROH former champions. Dalton Castle just being one of them. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of on a mission. He wants to defeat as many former Ring of Honor champs as he can. Who's next? I don't know. Still a lot of guys on that list. Uh... And then, yeah, afterwards, Chris cuts a quick promo. Uh, yeah, basically just saying, yeah, another former champ down. I want to take out everyone, uh, including the commentary team. He wants to kill everyone in Ring of Honor. So he goes over to the uh, yeah, the table there. But uh, Jerry Lynn comes out, backstage agent and former Ring of Honor champion himself. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jericho grabs him, picks him up, and hits a very safe-looking tombstone. 
it he was pretty damn <laughs> safe. Yeah, they, they even like they cut the camera to like the backside of yeah, Jericho. A little too safe, but. which is fine. I mean, obviously, 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 I mean, Jerry Lynn's not hopping in the ring for the next matchup. Uh, yeah. Obviously, right? But uh, I mean, maybe. I mean, probably not. I think he could. Uh, but there are fun. there are still some great names, you know, that he, we haven't faced yet. Like, you know, the likes of Samoa Joe, Roosh, Adam Cole, yeah. Kevin Steen. Yeah. I think did Kyle O'Reilly, did he win it? Uh, Kyle O'Reilly's former champion. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Steen, that's not going to happen. I mean. <laughs> uh, uh, Roddy, Roderick Strong. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but, uh, yeah, anyways, nothing... Uh, that the the tombstone that Pac gave Orange Cassidy on the stage. Now that was real. Now that was real. <laughs> that was good shit. Uh, but let's go to the main event of the evening. John Moxley defending his AEW World Title against Hangman Adam Page, and uh, they start this match in the crowd. Hangman just goes right up Moxley during his entrance. They're brawling all over the crowd. Hangman climbs up the stairs onto the balcony, hits a huge moonsault to the floor. Uh, and they haven't even rung the bell yet, so they fight back. Haven't into the ring. even rung the bell yet, and so <laughs> if Moxley's not bleeding before the bell rings, is it really a Moxley match? <laughs> and yeah, he was. He gets cut open along the way, and uh, they get in the ring and have a hard-hitting match here. Uh, Hangman hits the dead eye onto the apron. The crowd pretty split. They're chanting, "Let's go, Moxley, cowboy shit." Because we are in Moxley so, uh, territory. We are in Cincinnati. We are in Moxley territory, but still a lot of cowboy fans here. Of course. And uh, everything was going well until very scary moment here when uh, Moxley hits Hangman with a huge King Kong lariat. Hangman flips around inside out, but appears to land hard right on his head and neck area. And immediately, senior official Paul Turner uh, goes down to check on him and uh, Hangman's knocked out. Like, the ref can tell right away. He's fucked up. So he signals the ringside doctor. He slides in the ring. Checks on Paige. And after about a minute, the ref calls for the bell. The match is waved off. You know, uh, match is waved off. You're sitting there at home. You're asking yourself, you know, is this real? Is this a work? Is this a shoot? It What's seemed happening? very real to me. And yeah. you can but, you I mean, can it's tell, not out of the question. But, but not out of the question, right? Of course, right? But you know what it is. You know what makes you, that yeah, gives you the ability to tell? It's when the camera doesn't stay on them. If somebody's yeah, that hurt, was the scariest if part. somebody's hurt, you don't put the camera on them out of you know that respect of them. You don't know what's going on. The camera's like unless you're the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Tua, uh, the uh, the yeah. cameras panned up at like the truss structure with the lights, and I'm sitting yeah. here, and Jess is on the couch beside me, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm like, oh, what a scary fall. They replayed it a couple times, and then it was. Oh this, yeah! It took a minute before this they realized isn't, this is real. He actually hurt himself. And then they have the commentary was on. Oh, sorry, the camera's on commentary for a long time, and they didn't know what the fuck to say. So then Excalibur, yeah, Tony Schiavone like, wasn't even speaking. He Excalibur like he is like lengthily, and then they had like the promo for next week, right? And he's taking as much fucking time as he can because yeah. we still had like ten minutes of TV time to go. We had time to kill, and then of course, so the camera stays off the ring. You see the cell phone footage. They they like loosened the lower ring so they could bring in the fucking stretcher out there. Took him out. There's yeah. lots of cell phone footage out there, of course. Um, yeah. and, and then I mean, if, if you watch that replay in slow mo, you can see it like 
his head just goes i mean i I don't know how to take a bump i don't know what to do and this is probably like a you know i bet uh adam page has taken a thousand king kong lariats in his life you know but this is the one where he went head first uh and i think re-watching i think moxley hit him a little too high on the impact too like right in the neck area which he might have been knocked out before he hit the mat which made it Worst landings, we couldn't even protect. I don't think he'd be knocked out before. I know. I think the floor knocked him out only in so far that, like, I don't think you can flip somebody like a 235 pound dude. Well, he starts the flip before he gets hit by the clothesline that just kind of finishes. Good point. Good point. But I, either way, you know, this is a it's a maneuver that happens a thousand times before. Um, but and and this is the one that obviously that goes awry. Yeah, everyone's just we don't know what the hell's going on there. The crowd silence. Uh, yeah, poor Excalibur having to run down the rampage card. That was that was kind of unfortunate. But so then, af- but then after the match, Moxley gets the mic. Uh, he talks a bit about yeah. some of the sound problems. I think the microphone wasn't working immediately, uh, yeah, or whatever it was. Uh, I feel like Moxley could have chose his words a bit better. He's like, I hope he can walk and talk again. I'm like, well, let's not. That's that's a little too much. Right <laughs> Maybe phrase it differently. Uh, Let's wait but, till the guys out of the clear before we can start saying stuff. Um, but Mox but talks. I get where he's coming from. He's yeah, on the he's, exactly. He's Moxie gets to talk a little bit, but that is until uh, MJF comes rolling down to the ring with his chip and a ref in hand, which to me then implies it is similar to the Money in the Bank. You can do it anytime you want. No, I think at this point, that's what we've established, you know, yeah. as long as it's a sanctioned event, if it's on Dynamite or Rampage, anywhere in an arena, you can do it. So he walks uh, down, he's about to cash it in, Regal is there, gives him that look of, you wouldn't be a real man after the fight. Yeah, but Mox is ready to fight, but uh, Maxwell, he takes off his suit, but then grabs his chip and leaves, he's not cashing in. Grabs a microphone, says, when I cash that chip in, I don't want you right after a match. I want you at 110%. So there's no excuses, no questions that I'm better than you. And you know it. So I'm cashing my chip in at full gear. Because for the first time in my miserable life, I'm going to earn it. Love that. I love that character development. Yeah. And Mox just replies, says, all right, you've earned you've earned me beating every limb from your body. You've earned a date with destiny with the best wrestler in the world, the champion. Uh, and that's kind of how we go off air. And uh, thankfully, after the news came out, Hangman Page, no neck broken or anything like that. A concussion, which still sucks, but could have been a lot worse with the way it looked. Yeah, he was up. He's moving around. Uh, yeah, he was released from the hospital after like an hour or two. Exactly. So. He's up. He's moving. He's moving all his toes and fingers. So everything's good. Scary bump, but you know that's uh, that's why we're here. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the way it goes. Uh, hopefully, yeah, take some time off, recover. Yeah, and come do what back. You gotta do sucks. Come back for some cowboy shit. You know, we'll be waiting for you. Yeah, that so, was yeah a bit of a damp way to end AEW. Unfor- unfortunately, yeah, especially when I bet you know I bet I bet the plan was always for Moxley to go over and then Punk yeah, come I'm down. Yeah, I'm quite sure. Oh, sorry, why not Punk? Fucking uh, uh, MJF. Yeah, imagine the roles were re- reversed though, and Moxley was the one that got knocked out, and 
but they just crowned Hangman the pay the champ. Yeah, there on what the do spot you do? What do you do? Yeah, that's interesting. Because they did announce, like they didn't just say the match is called off. They they still did the ring announcement that Moxley retains. Yeah, I so. guess you have to improvise. Yeah, you say like <coughs> unable to compete or something. I don't know. Yeah. That was uh, that was the entirety of the wrestling week, a jam-packed wrestling week with our little first half there. Uh, so let's do one more thing before we go, and that's give you a wrestler of the week. Mr. Wrestler of the week, of the week, wrestler of the week, of the week, of the week, wrestler of the week, of the week, of the week, wrestler of the week, of the week. Mike, I'm going first. Uh, OC, freshly squeezed, Orange Cassidy. We were there. We got to see it. <laughs> not the OC. Not the OC. Absolutely <laughs> fucking not. Um, yeah. But Orange Cassidy, uh, one incredible victory. I'm so glad we were there. It was a big pop, a big moment uh, for a dude who has re- so much, just consistently since AEW started, has not only been great in the ring, but an entertaining figure and it's uh yeah. it, w- it was great to see it all kind of pay off in front of our in front of our little eyes <laughs> yeah he definitely is kind of like one of the most beloved like how can you not like the guy i mean i guess some people might not like his his stick but come on he's just a lot of fun to watch how can you not right yeah uh yeah, I'll just make it unanimous. Give it to Orange Cassidy as well. Love seeing it. Love seeing it. When you're there in person, it all happens. And Mike, I have to say, uh, I did make a fan out of Brendan. He will be coming with us to all f- subsequent and future wrestling events. Uh, <laughs> he knew very, yeah. he recognized very few names, very few people, but had a great fucking time because you go and you have a great fucking time. It's like a party. The atmosphere. It's pretty I mean, much just a we party. Uh, yeah. we, we were, people were scissoring each other in our section. Yeah, just, Everyone was having fun. <laughs> people are scissoring in the aisles. It's just a great time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, folks. Great for subscribe shows everywhere. We'll be back next week with episode. We're kicking off the new two Hundo or the not, next Hundo uh, in great fashion. Cannot wait until episode 300. It's a mere year. <laughs> Almost two, two years. years away. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a mere yeah, two we'll years see. away. Uh, but we'll be inching ourselves there and to full gear in a couple weeks. Crown Jewel, Mike, take care of yourself. Have a good one, baby. We're back. <laughs>